because that's how I felt. I needed an understanding ear. I had no shame in saying my story. I just needed an ear to hear it. Welcome to the Phase 4 Podcast, inspired by Vishen Lakhiani and Ajit Nawalkar, co-founders of Evercoach, a division of Vine Valley. In this podcast, we speak to coaches and creatives about where they were, where they are, and where they are going. This is the intersection of what we focus on expands, and your story is your superpower. Our guest today is Vanessa Cardenas a certified lifeship coach who holds a judgment-free space full of compassion and empathy, allowing her clients to grow in ways they did not know were possible. She is the owner of Understanding Year, where she listens to her clients' challenges, goals, and dreams, all while holding their vision in a safe container so they can step into their best selves. With over 20 years' experience as a coach and through her own life story, Vanessa attracted the teachers and mentors that have allowed her to be a guiding light and a leader to so many. Vanessa, welcome to the podcast. JP, thank you so much. I am so honored and humbled. And what an amazing introduction. You've done your homework. I love it. So before we get into what you're doing right now, maybe tell us a little bit more about your history and where you're coming from. Sure. I'd be more than happy to. Thank you so much for the platform to do so. Well, um, I was born to teenage parents in the late 1960s. Ooh, very challenging. Um, and unfortunately, uh, it, was, it was challenging for my parents. They split up when I was two. Um, unfortunately, I was sexualized at a very young age. Um, I was homeless at 16. And I met the love of my life while I was in school. And he and I, he was, he was everything to me. Absolutely, very, very much so. And I was so grateful uh, for him and friends, especially as I couch surfed the summer of 1985. Um, and again, I I didn't quite know. You know, I just thought this was life. This is the way it is. You know, my, my parents were young. I was young. I was out on my own type of thing. And I really wanted to make sure that I did not become a statistic. I did not want to be homeless for a long period of time. I wanted to make sure that I put myself through school. I went to college. I graduated cum laude. I was very, very proud of myself. I've always been very driven. Um, I always found that you either stand still and you go nowhere or you move. And even if you don't move in the right direction, you're moving. And that's the most important thing. So as I mentioned, I found my love. Uh, we dated and then we stopped dating and we actually wandered off to others. And then we reconnected. And nine weeks later, we were married, much to the shock of his family. Uh, but it was great. It was glorious. I loved it. And I settled into life, into married life. As a college graduate, I became a professional. I, I had everything. I, I loved it. I was happily married, and we just continued on with our lives. We had a couple of challenges along the way, infertility, you know, IVF treatments, miscarriages, things of that nature, you know, that, that most, some go through. 
without its challenges, but marriage is a challenge. But I found that I became, besides compromise, it started to turn into concessions. And then we started to concede with one another and we kind of lost the challenge, perhaps. And I say all of this in hindsight. During the time, I didn't know any better. I was just happy-go-lucky, doing my thing, being everything to everyone. I had two beautiful children that I adored. I had a great job that I absolutely loved. I worked 12 hours a day without batting an eye. I would sleep five hours a night. I was just everything to everyone. And my cape got very, very dirty. And I didn't quite realize it. And again, I'm speaking from hindsight until my husband said to me, I've met someone. My whole world shattered in an instant. I fell apart. I completely dove deep into just despair and, and confusion and shame, a lot of shame. How is this happening to me? I've been happily married for decades. We were the epitome of everyone else. All of our friends were like, wow, you guys have such a great relationship. You're so happily married. You know, There was always PDA. We were always gravitating to each other. We were always tethered. I couldn't believe I, he'd never, you know, when, when you hear that from your husband, I've met someone, all the thoughts race through you in a split second, in a heartbeat. What do you mean you've met someone? How long have this has been going on? What's going on? Are you leaving? Am I leaving? Should I be leaving or should you be leaving? Yeah, it was just chaos. And unfortunately, it involved our children as well. They kind of got sucked into it. And though they were older, they were 18 and 21 at the time, it still affected the entire family. But as it turned out, it was more of a cry for help. It was more of a cry for, we need to pay attention to our marriage. And though I was the one that threw out the divorce word, because I was angry. I was so angry, like, wait a second. I, I'm everything to everyone. What do you mean you've met someone? There's nobody more important than me. What are you kidding me? Kind of thing. And I, I became very defensive and very angry over the situation. And I threw out the divorce word. And once my husband heard that, he, he attempted to backpedal. Not backpedal that he's met someone, but backpedal the importance of that other person. And really, he just needed the attention. He needed the opportunity to share himself and to be vulnerable and to say, hey, listen, this has been wonderful and I want it to stay wonderful, but we need to pay attention to us. We've been so focused on our careers, on our children, on our family and everything else that we've lost sight of each other. And we went through a lot and I took a deep dive into all of the greats, all of the greats, including Estelle Perel, uh, Edith Wegger, Dennis Ortman, Debbie Silber, um, Michelle Mays. I, I dove headfirst. But the first place I went was Mind Valley because I had been a annual member of Mind Valley. Mind Valley has these great quests, and I've learned so much through Mind Valley. And I went there first for betrayal and I couldn't find anything. 
And I was actually quite surprised. So I winded up having to go to other sources. Um, I got involved with a group, a, a group session of um, those that have been affected by betrayal. And while it was good and had great content, it wasn't for me. I really needed one-on-one. -on -one. I needed to speak to someone, not necessarily therapy. Yes, we had our own individual therapists. We had a couple's therapist as well. But I needed somebody forward-thinking, somebody who would cheerlead me on as, okay, you have now the clarity, the freedom from shame, the freedom from fear. You want to stay in your marriage. What do we do from here? And I needed that, and I wasn't getting that from any of the other sources around me. So I did it myself, and I really dove headfirst into it. Now I'm on the other side. I am a beautiful example of the possibilities. I decided to stay. My husband decided to stay. I fell in love with him all over again. He worked so hard and fought so hard through all of my tears, all of my rage, all of my emotions. He was the one. He was the glue. And he really encouraged me to search out any resource that I needed. And when Mind Valley came about in terms of becoming a certified life coach, it was at the perfect moment. I was like, this is it. I am on the other side and I can help those when their world shatters in an instant. I am the perfect example for them of what is possible. So I've had the pleasure and honor to coach several women and a few men, actually, uh, several women and men through the process of finding that clarity, that freedom from shame, and that freedom from fear. Because those, for me, are the three pillars related to betrayal. And betrayal doesn't necessarily need to be between a couple a married couple or a dating couple. It can be within a family. It could be a brother and sister. It could be between co-workers. Betrayal is betrayal. It falls on a spectrum of how severe it is, but depending on how you were raised and what your value system is, it can be very devastating. I like to get my clients to that moment, as I said, of clarity, of freedom from shame and freedom from fear to make the decision. The decision is inconsequential to me. Decide to stay, decide to go. Decide to mend the relationship that you have. Decide never to see that person again. Whatever the decision is, as I mentioned, is inconsequential to me. I wanna help my clients get to that decision and then subsequently live in that decision. It's not 100%. You know, I, I know that there's a possibility in my marriage that a couple of years down the line, we decide collectively together, this isn't working out. That's okay. But for now, I'm living in that decision that I've made to stay. And that's what I want to help my clients do. And I've really enjoyed that opportunity to be alongside of them. There's a great poem about footsteps in the sand and the, you know, there's only one set of prints. That's when I was carrying you. Um, I tell my clients, yeah, that's not me. I don't carry you. We walk this together. Sometimes I have to walk a step ahead of you just to show you 
hey, there are possibilities, but we walk together on the journey. And sometimes it's an amazing, beautiful journey. And I've had clients stay. I've had clients go. But they're comfortable in their decision and they live within their decision. And for me, that's been the most important thing. And I am so grateful. And I say it to my husband a lot, and he's very shunned. I'm so grateful that we went through the experience. And my clients are shocked when I say it to them. It was the necessary shove that I needed. I completely changed. I, if you see a before and after picture of me from 2017 to now, I'm completely different. First and foremost, I dropped 40 pounds through WildFit. So WildFit has been glorious to me. I completely changed my look. People who haven't seen me in a decade are like, wow, you're actually getting younger. What's going on? I love it. I love who I am. I love the presence that I have. I love the ability to be able to help others, to know that what I've been through can help someone else, that they're not alone. Hence, I started understanding ear. Now, understanding ear has an interesting backstory to it. Understanding ear comes from a quote within Stephen King's book, Different Seasons. It's a based on it's short stories. The most famous short story in it is Shawshank Redemption, which, of course, they made a, a brilliant movie out of. But the other story in there is called The Body. And The Body starts with a very long quote. It takes up about uh, half of the page in the book. I, of course, have condensed it. But in essence, it says the most important things are the hardest things to say. Locked within. Not for the want of a teller, but for the want of of an understanding ear. So I had carried that quote. I tore it out of a library book back in high school, and I carried it with me for almost 20 years. It was in my wallet. I loved it. I loved the quote because that's how I felt. I needed an understanding ear. I had no shame in saying my story. I just needed an ear to hear it. And now I have that opportunity to be the understanding ear for others. And I take that responsibility extremely seriously. Um, I only take eight clients. That's my roster. I don't take any more than that. They get individual coaching. Uh, though I'm really good at group coaching and I do enjoy it, I know that specifically for betrayal, it's so much more helpful to have the one-on-one opportunity to really have that space to let loose, to cry, to scream, to yell, to ask why, to go through the gamut of emotion that happens when you go through betrayal. And I offer that space without judgment because that is tough for people that go through betrayal. Because anybody that goes through betrayal, and I'll say a woman, if a woman goes through betrayal, she goes to her, you know, her regular doctor appointment and they run, you know, standard tests. And the doctor comes back to let her know that she's got an STD. She looks. What are you talking about? That's not my chart. 
And the doctor says, yes, it's your chart. You have an STD. And then the woman gets defensive. What are you talking about? I've been faithfully married for 20 years. What are you talking about? And then the realization happens. It, it glosses over them. It's one of the most difficult conversations that a GYN doctor has with their patient because usually they're the ones to disclose that something's going on. Then the woman leaves the office and what does she do? The immediate thing that she wants to do is she wants to scream it from the mountaintops. But once you let that toothpaste out of the tube, it's hard to get it back. And that's where the shame comes in, in terms of staying or going. So I like to capture the patient, the, their patients, my clients, right at that moment, right when their world shatters. But any step of the process along the way, I'm there. There are some that go through the grieving, because it is grieving process, for months, weeks, years. Some don't get over it. And that's really, really very challenging. But the difference between me as a coach rather than a therapist, and it's very clear to make sure that we have that distinction because therapists go back. They dig through history. They dig through history and get you up to the present. My role is what's happening right at this moment and moving forward. So I'm very crystal clear with my clients because there have been some that I've had to let them know, I am not right for you. You actually need a therapist. Let's start with therapy first. Let's find someone for you, and I'll, I'll provide resources for that. And then when you're ready, and you're ready to forward think, we can get back together. So hopefully that has answered your question in a nutshell. Wow, that's so good. Yeah, there's so much to unpack there, like even just going back to the beginning. Um, those humble beginnings that have happened make you who you are. And that's part of how you can deliver so much compassion and empathy to others because you're not just reading it from a book. You've experienced these things. And then for you to to not just run away from the marriage, but to look at it, to evaluate yourself as well as everyone around, and then to grow through that and make a decision, okay, this was one moment in time. It doesn't make the whole body of work useless, right? And then, so I think I saw something that you are, you have a background in um, psychology. So that's, I wonder if that's part of it. That's also a part of it where you didn't let those mosaic crumble just to pieces fall on the floor that you were able to come and pick it up. I don't think, and I'm not sure, correct me if I'm wrong, but if you didn't have that psychology background, you may not be able to have understood what was happening to you emotionally, physically, psychologically, all at the same time. And it, for so many, your story will resonate. It's so easy just to throw it all away and say, that's it, it's over, and now what? And who am I now? And But you have the value in yourself to, first of all, to, to take a look at yourself, to let, take a look at everything else and decide, okay, this is where we're going to go forward. And then um, I think it's a good point that you made that Mind Valley, they, they have like a, a conscious uncoupling program, but they don't have like, how do you make your marriage even better, right? Or work it on that angle. So maybe that's something they can bring to the forefront. And uh, the quote with the Stephen King quote, um, the body, I think that's been turned, that was turned into the movie Stand By Me. Exactly. And so that's a beautiful quote. And uh, I also, I just love the way you you talk about the compassion and empathy for your clients and having that you've already experienced it. Your understanding here is the perfect name, right? Because so many people, 
it's not that there's something wrong with them. It's that they just, no one listens. Like they have no one to talk to and they just need to get it out and say, and because of that, people get stuck in their head. And so they're not like, oh, I can't do this. Could have, would have, should have. And they're stuck in their head thinking that they can't do anything. Where you come along, you can understand what they're saying, listen to them, and then help them tailor a plan that's geared towards their life to help them grow. So I guess then you kind of touched on Mind Valley, how you've been there for a while. But so um, coming to the life coach, what what did you learn that you didn't know or what what did you know that was just intensified? Like from my experience, I I already had a life coaching certificate. This was just a bigger version of it and more intensified learning. Yes. Oh, great question, JP. Well, I need to live, give you a little background on how I got to Mind Valley because that's a really interesting story. Um, back in 2013-14, because I was everything to everyone, uh, my doctor wanted to prescribe something. And I'm like, I don't take any medication. I'm, I'm, I don't subscribe to that. And it was suggested that I try meditation. And I was like, all right, I'll try to carve out a half hour in my day to you know, sit down and ground myself and stay focused. Yeah, good luck with that. So somebody suggested YouTube. So jump on YouTube and try all these various different ones. And I stumble across the six phase meditation. Mm, 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 mm. With the ocean sounds in the background, I loved it. And I listened to it faithfully every single day. I felt myself transforming. One morning, on. Wait a second. Where is this? Like I didn't download it. So I would always just go to YouTube to get to it. I didn't download it. Oh my God, it's gone. I felt so lost without it. And I actually wind up having to contact YouTube. I'm like, see, you don't understand. I need this. You need to find it for me. And they told me that it was copyright infringement by some gentleman named Vishen Laguri. And I'm like, what? So I looked him up because I wanted to give him a piece of my mind and be like, what are you doing? You can't take this down. I need this to get to his. And his blew me away. So I had been listening to that for quite a while. And then, of course, because I'm listening to it, I'm very intrigued with what else is he doing? What else has he got going on? And that's how I got to Mind Valley. And the first program I did was Wild Fit. And that changed my life. That changed my perspective with food. I had been on a perpetual diet pretty much my whole life. You name it, I was on it and whatnot. And this revolutionized how I interact with food. And it's been glorious. It's been five years now that I've been living wild fit and I'm exactly where I want to be. And I'm so grateful to Eric. And when I was at the depths of this betrayal, I actually reached out to him because Eric has done on YouTube there's a video from from AFest, from Mind Valley AFest. He did a 20-minute discussion on the hindsight window. Beautiful, glorious. I loved it. I listen to it quite often. Anytime you feel a little like, hey, what's kind of going on? Watch the hindsight window with Eric from Mind Valley. I reached out to him and I said, How might I, how might I look back? on this betrayal and see it as a positive thing. He took the time and he wrote me a two-page email back that was just blew me away. 
I was so grateful for that. And that alone just sealed the deal for me with Mind Valley, with Wildfit, with Eric, with Vision. So subsequently, when I'm ready, it seems like the world just synchronizes in such an amazing way. I started talking to my women's group and saying, you know, listen, you know, I've been an, uh, an unnamed ambassador within this group. I really like to branch out kind of on my own and really help. How do I go about that? You know, I've been coaching and coaching is actually leadership. And I've been in a leadership role for decades now. And I didn't realize that I've actually been coaching all of our employees because I also work in the HR side. So employees would come to me not only with employment issues, but personal issues. And I was always there understanding ear for that as well, especially for the women within my company who wanted to, you know, gain experience and rise and go up through the ranks. How do you do it? You know, you did it. You're a chief operating officer. Show me the path. Tell me how to do it. And I was coaching. But now this opportunity to learn through Mind Valley Ever Coach to become a certified life coach, to really get the techniques down. Not only that, but to meet so many other people and expand my world, I jumped all over it. And then I'm in it and I'm like, you know what? There's, there has to be more. We have to do more. And I became an unofficial ambassador for the program. And I'm running five peer group sessions a week on top of what Evercoach and My Valley were already giving. And then I was participating on all other groups. And it was just, it was glorious. And I was so grateful for it. I learned so much, but I'm a sponge. I want to take in more. So I'm doing other things now. We're doing the positive intelligence grant. So we're taking care of that. Um, and I'm looking forward to Mind Valley's business coach when they do that in 2023. Amazing. Yeah. I'm actually going through the business coach right now. And so like, it just complements the life coach one so perfectly. Uh, that Eric Edmead's quest is huge. Like, and for anyone who's never done it, don't, you don't have to do the whole quest start with for seven days, just go on a no sugar diet for seven days and watch what happens to your body and things like inflammation just magically disappear. Right. And so, um, I love the, uh, the idea that I saw you very early in that life coach course that you were curious and you wanted to help. And so you, those groups and peer groups that you talked about, you started doing them and that quickly developed into presentations for how to run your business marketing. So like you bringing not just a life coaching, but you're actually doing coaching for coaches and you're showing them how to set up their websites and how to run a presentation and all these beautiful juicy things that everybody's going to need to know so i love that and then i would ask you usually i'm asked what's your favorite quest or author i'm not sure you might have just touched on it right like so eric edmeets and then the six phase so maybe we can just go from the six phase being so awesome to uh you're now certified to teach a six phase and so do you have anything coming up with that oh yes actually um i had the pleasure of meeting a peer student uh we connected because we have the same name. So Vanessa Donaldson, who's known as the uh, Van Life Girl, uh, she and I connected just based on our names. And we've done, we did a 21-day nature quest together. 
that we submitted to Mind Valley as part of our CLO application, which was a lot of fun. And we realized that we collaborate really well together. And so much so I brought to her, I was like, I'd really like to do the six phase meditation live for like a duration of time. And we were like, let's do it. Let's get this done. So we are doing it starting September 4th, Sunday before Labor Day, which is a nice good day. Everybody's in a nice relaxed state. We'll be running it for 14 days live every single morning. We'll be running through the six phase meditation and it's going to be spectacular. We're so excited about it. And those that participate not only get to experience both of us because we're both coaches, they get an opportunity to receive the book that's coming out, Vision's book on the six phase meditations coming out at the end of September. So they'll be one of the first to receive that. And in addition, one lucky person's going to actually get a coaching session with the Vanessa of their choice. So that'll be awesome in and of itself. So we're really excited to bring it forward and really get that off the ground. And who would have thought that I laid, as I laid in my bedroom floor in a yoga mat in 2013, listening to a meditation, that I would some, someday become a trainer on the very same meditation that changed my life. And I'm ridiculously grateful for that. It's, it's an absolute amazing opportunity. So yes, Vanessa Donaldson and I are doing that. And we're looking forward to continuing to do that. In addition to that, uh, locally, because I'm out of New York, I am doing it uh, two Sundays in a row for my local yoga studio as a give back. On Sunday mornings, they give to the community. So it's a, you know, come in donation-wise, come in for some sort of event. And the event that has been uh, hosted for September is mine. I am doing the six-phase meditation twice in the month of September, and they already have it booked solid. So I'm all excited about that as well. I get to spread it. I get to have that ripple effect, and I'm so honored. And the fact that we are the first class of certified trainers, I am the only certified trainer in Westchester County, New York. Oh, mm -mm 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 -mm. I can't wait to share it. That's great. Yeah, when you were describing the, about the giving back, the yoga, that's what went in my head was ripple effect, domino effect. And that's a beautiful thing with this. Once you start giving it and spreading it out, kind of like those three most important questions where what the mm -hmm. retribution you want to make. And then once you start doing it, it turns into something else where like, it's not about me working or making money or anything. It's just, you give it back and then, um, I always say something, I don't even know, it might have been Joe Dispenza, I forget who I heard it from, but I always say um, thoughts are electric, so you send out the thought, but it doesn't come back unless you have the emotion attached. So once you give that love and emotion, you magnetize it back to you. So give it away and it will come back, right? And um, I guess, so then where we would go from here is that this is the sixth phase and you kind of touched on where you're going, but, or sorry, this is the phase four podcast. And because of that phase four in the sixth phase is all about creating your future three years from now. So where is Vanessa three years from now? Where I am three years from now is I've helped numerous women and men through their betrayal. I've helped them bounce back bigger better, stronger, just ready to tackle the world. Uh, my individual goal is I want to be a Coach Fran. I want to actually teach 
the Certified Life Coach course as her assistant. I want to do exactly what I was doing in the course, being an ambassador and running pods uh, for them. I think that it's a wonderful opportunity. A lot of the feedback that I got when I asked for testimonials from those that were in my group is that having the opportunity to have others such as myself, yourself, all the others that created additional opportunities, that's what made the program for people. That just having a community around them really helped them. And I really enjoyed it. Having, you know, 200 people drop into your session, your your Telegram group, and then subsequently you have 10, 15% drop into your group and they get to experience each other and they get to learn from each other and they get to grow from each other. I loved it. I loved that. So I would definitely like to do that again as an official Mind Valley representative rather than an unofficial. So have a little bit more structure, even though I'm good with structure, but just to have that opportunity. So yes, within three years, I would love to have helped many women and men through their betrayal. I would love to be a coach friend and teach the certified life coaching course uh, in any kind of capacity. And the third and final, I absolutely need to get on stage with Eric. I have to get on stage. My goal is to get a, a photograph of me between Eric, Vision, Ajit, and Coach Fran. That's a lofty goal because I don't think the four, four of them have ever quite been together other than their own retreats. But yeah, I would definitely love that. And I would be honored to be one of the authors for Mind Valley. I really enjoy doing the 21-day nature quest with Vanessa Donaldson. So I would absolutely welcome that op opportunity. And if they decided to do something about betrayal within Mind Valley, I would definitely be open to that as well. You mentioned the unconscious coupling. Um, I did see that and I was like, well, I, I, I don't want a divorce, so I'm not interested in that. But actually, I have started listening to it. It's actually very interesting. If you do a complete 180 on pretty much everything that she says, if you if you spin it the other way, it could very easily be a conscious coupling beautiful hey, i love the play on words so mm -hmm. i think she has another one and it's not for coupling but it's um more for yourself it's called calling in the one and it, it yeah. kind of sounds like what you're talking about mm -hmm. there um and so for anybody like thinking about uh i'm not sure where to go with my phase four and creating my future three years out you just heard vanessa detail like very clearly what she wants and so now that that's her mark for the future she's telling her brain this is where we're going and now all she has to do is kind of get out of the way and look at the opportunities that present themselves in the forms of people, emails, podcasts, songs, opportunities. And um, like, this is what happens, right? So I, the reason I'm saying this is because I did it like maybe I'm at two and a half years. We're almost at three years from my phase four that I created a while ago and everything's already happened. And like, as simple as you're saying, speaking on a mind Valley stage, right? Like, so I'm, that was one of mine. And like, then you think about it and those peer groups that you're talking about, that is a mind Valley stage. You know what I mean? It's just not the way you thought it would be. So mm -hmm. yeah, we have to just forget about that. How, and we're, our job is to dream and then try and get out of the way of ourselves. Yes. Very, very, very much, very, very much. So without a doubt.
I wonder, is there anything else you want people to know about you or your business that maybe I didn't ask? Um, a couple of things. Thank you for asking. My goal in coaching is to get to the place where I'm not needed. And I know that sounds really, really strange, but my goal is to get my clients not to need me anymore or not to need me consistently anymore. And I know that there are those out there that see therapists for years, years, week after week, month after month. Mm -mm, not for me. I want you to have an abundance of opportunities in front of you to go live. We'll check in, but my goal is for you not to need me. And I know that that seems kind of strange, but that's definitely one of my goals. Um, the other thing is to absolutely live each day in gratitude. Mm, we have got to live each day in gratitude. Be grateful for all of it, all of it, the ups, the downs, the ins, the outs, the little pieces, the big picture, all of it. Just be grateful every single day. So yes, while you enjoy phase four, I really enjoy phase two, which is gratitude. Very, very much so. And, you know, things happen. They do happen in life. You don't have to hold it or keep it. Receive it and just let it go. Easier said than done, but with the right people around you, with your self-care team, do anything. It's absolutely amazing. So You're what I'm lovingly leaving behind with this whole experience of CLC coaching certification program, what I'm leaving behind. And it's it's strange to say leaving behind because I'm still actively involved. I'm still doing the five days of peer coaching sessions with all of my colleagues. I love it. And now we're transitioning into other things, but it's free. It's absolutely wonderful. But what I leave behind is my gratitude. I am so grateful, without a doubt. I just want to scream it from the mountaintops. Didn't want to scream about my betrayal from the mountaintops, but I absolutely want to scream for the mountaintops, my transformation. I am the embodiment of what is possible, and I am so grateful. Amazing. Yeah, there's so much in there. I got to unpack. So like the thing about the leader, uh, I forget what book I'm reading right now. There's a couple of, about leadership, so I might mix it up, but it might be Simon Sinek. And he says something about like what makes a great leader is that after you leave that company that they're still doing good. So that's like what you're saying. Another thing is that you wouldn't change it because you wouldn't be here right now doing all this amazing stuff. And like, so I think I hear that a lot. It's kind of my story too. Like I have a horrible, well, not a horrible, I have a long 10 year long Kenjo story that, we're not going to go into, but I wouldn't change a second of it because I wouldn't be where I am right now. And so that gratitude is so important. And then the third one there would be about gratitude. The science is clear. Um, Martin Seligman, the father of positive psychology, he does these studies where he calls it the three things exercise where you just ask people when you're going to bed, maybe when you wake up in the morning, just think about three things you're grateful for. It's better at bedtime because then the way you go to sleep is usually the way you wake up, right? So he says three things you're grateful for. It doesn't have to be about yourself. It could just be little simple things like 
water, someone you know. It could be the sky outside, watching the sunrise, whatever it is, but just three things. And after a couple of months, your whole life will change. Gratitude, I agree, is the number one way to change your life. Just start being grateful for it. Even if you're in a horrible situation, right? And you rent into, what's her name? Edith Edgar before? Mm-hmm. So this is a perfect example, right? She was in a concentration camp in Auschwitz and she saw the most horrible things you could possibly see in your life. And I remember one story. She was saying that there was a girl there that said uh, she heard that the concentration camps would be liberated by Christmas. And she was so excited and happy. And then when that didn't happen, that girl's belief went out the window and so did her gratitude. And then that girl ended up dying. Where the other side, Edith Edgar, who tells that story, she always saw herself living in the 93, 94. I think she's 94 now. And she became a psychologist. She went through five different concentration camps. But she, during that, like there should be no hope of living to 90, right? But she always had that hope there. And so gratitude is a part of that. And so that's how she's so powerful. And she, she saw her future. Very much so. Her book, 12 Gifts, amazing. Every single page of it has a highlight on it for, for me. I just, I, I loved it. I, I refer back to it quite often and I do encourage my clients to read it because though it's, it's, as you mentioned, it's not about betrayal at all. Uh, it's about humanity betrayal. Um, if you take it in a bigger scale, but uh, it's definitely worth, worth a read. Any other books you got on the, any other? Oh, 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 I got my own book. I am, because I've been doing all of these practice pods with my peers, um, they know me very well, and I always end my session with powerful questions, powerful prompts, journal prompts, something to get your mind working, all kinds of various questions and whatnot. And I've been doing it again since I've been doing five times a week, and we've been doing it since the beginning of March. I'm giving away five, six questions each time. Uh, I've amassed a massive list of powerful questions. So I am putting that into a resource book for coaches, uh, categorized by the different events, you know, resistance, uh, fun. Be surprised how many people don't do fun things anymore. They forgot what fun is. You ask a simple question, well, what do you do for fun? And sometimes it's a deer in headlights. People don't know. Well, how do you define fun? They're not sure either. So, yes. So I'm developing a resource book for coaches on powerful questions. Wow. Rich Lippin. Watch out, Rich Lippin. Oh, he's wonderful. I, I discovered him early on. I digested his Prosperous Coach book. In one sitting, I mean, I, oh, the wisdom that comes off of him. His YouTube videos, yeah, I've digested most of them very, very much so. He's got a great coaching style. He's he's a good person, and you feel that. It resonates off of him, and he really cuts right to it, and he really gets to the heart of the matter. And he, he refers to it as insights. I refer to it as shifts. I love the shift. I love when you coach a client and you ask just one question, just one question out of curiosity, strictly out of curiosity, and they pause and they think, and then you see it. 
you see this shift happen and it's like, wow, I love that. Kind of similar to Stephen King. We'll, we'll circle back to Stephen King and The Shining and how the little boy had the shine where he could see things. For me, I love to see the shift. I want to see the shift in my client. And again, Rich Litvin refers to it as insight. But yeah, it's the shift. It happens. We all, all of us coaches know what that feels like. It's great. And then our clients know what it feels like. I know what it feels like when I'm coached by my coach and I get that moment of shifting and I'm like, wow, that's amazing. Because we don't know what we don't know until somebody unlocks it for us just by asking a question, just having genuine curiosity unlocks it and your whole life changes love it yeah that that feeling like i don't know it does something to my heart when you see the other person that they look up and their eyes kind of go over to the side and they're like hmm never thought of it like that before and now you're making me think of a, a movie it's a free movie on youtube for anybody but wayne dyer it's called the shift and it's kind of about all of this stuff so there's another good resource my final question would be, where can people reach you? Where people can find me is, of course, understandingear.com. That's where you can reach me. Again, I am a coach that only services eight clients a year. I am very particular about who I work with. I want to work with those that want, that they want an understanding ear that they want to bounce back bigger, better, stronger, ready to tackle all of the abundance that everything is available. It's all out there. It's there for the taking. You just have to put yourself out there. So understandingear.com. You can reach me. You can also find me on Instagram. I'm understandingearllc on Instagram. And uh, we'll go from there. Vanessa, thank you so much for your time today. I really appreciate it. JP, thank you so much.